1: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
2: And with the help you get from Dan Burns, ASE Certified Technician at Lloyd's Automotive. We'll keep that old rust bucket. They still call call them that. You you keep them running. Uh,
0: yeah, that's my line is, uh, how long can you keep them running? And I'll say, well, as long as your budget holds out. That's uh, There's nothing we can't do to... Fix the car and, and keep it going. You know, in our business, it's rarely totaled. It's, it's uh, pretty much if you want to keep it going, we will.
2: Now, if rust has really taken over. Well, but even, a, even, even then, then you even can then,
0: we, you know, we did repairable. It, we did it on Tony's car. We that's put new, true. We put new brake lines on. We put new fuel lines on. And might not look good, but, uh, but it, uh, we, we can keep it safe and going. That's for sure.
2: And you have for that, that particular vehicle for many years, yeah, 20 years. 20 years. Yeah, how about that? Uh, well, except we're, you and I were talking about batteries, and here it is, uh, cold weather. We've had a heck of a cold streak here. For Some folks are kind of tired of
0: it. Yeah, I think we're coming out of it now. I think, see. yeah.
2: It looks like the forecast. And uh, you and I were talking about the battery. Speaking of Tony's vehicle, which I couldn't uh, jump, uh, I'm going to get a uh, charger. I'm yeah. going to get a battery charger. Well, I think they're not should, expensive, right?
0: They're not expensive, and you should have one around the house anyway okay. for your snow blower or your whatever whatever it is you know they're just little trickle chargers and if you hook up a battery charger and and uh let it charge overnight it it uh by morning it'll be fully charged and and ready to go outstanding so I, I have one In fact i was just uh down at my mother-in-law's this week and her battery was dead because she never uses her car sure and i brought it with and left it on for several hours and you know charged it up good as new there it goes
2: Something to do today. Yeah. I'm on a mission. Yeah. If you have any kind of a car care question, and before you bring it into your favorite dealer, your favorite shop, uh, why don't you give Dan a call or send him a text like some folks are already doing. 651-989-9226. We've cleared the lines. If you want to ask your car care question of Dan uh, by phone, 651-989-9226. Or as I said, send a text, 81807, if that's easier, 81807. I was, you were mentioning your, uh, your vehicle uh, thermometer said, what, 4 below, and we were at 9 below. Now officially, uh, here in the Twin Cities, it's 10 below. Oh, well. And we had a text that it's 20 below, and a uh, great city is still water
0: this morning. That's pretty typical, isn't it? But, I notice as I drive just the three miles to work, yes, my
2: temperature changes. It'll, it'll vary, yeah. yeah. But I notice, too, when I uh, hear Mike Lynch giving the, the uh, temperature, or Dave, and I look, and I'm driving at the time it 's right there it's the yeah. same figure it 's kind of neat it works yeah it's accurate uh six five one nine eight nine nine two two six Dan folks are calling in what what are they did you get a lot of toes in the last week or two
0: you know it's a it's a tricky thing the toes because I have a a stack you know uh an inch thick of call of people that are waiting to get their car towed in, and uh I of course am Hesitant to let them come in too quickly because I don't have anywhere to put all these oh, dead that's cars. Right, yeah. And so we, you know, it's a it's a tricky deal to, to to balance that of letting the car, letting the tow trucks come, and of course they can't keep up anyway. So you know, we'll take a two or take a few, and then tell them, you know, wait a little while, and and uh, and then take a few more. And but to, uh, yesterday, well, it was kind of a juggling. act It is. Yeah. So yesterday afternoon, we were pretty. We pretty much had them all towed in, and and this weekend we'll get them all cleaned up, and then and then uh next week we'll start over again with warm weather and of course you know typically after warm or a- after a really cold long cold snap yeah. like this it kind of slows down uh so i think next week will be just fine if if you've been waiting or your if something on your car has not been working if your tires leaking and you haven't been able to get it in for a repair i think next week will be the time and you'll be able to uh, get all the things taken care of that you want to.
2: Since the show last week, you and I always talk, especially this time of year, about the tires and the air that can be lost mm-hmm. during the severe cold. And I checked the uh, the uh, pressure on the four tires of my vehicle, and I thought, wow, that's down really about six pounds from what it was like a day or two ago. Right. And so I got the I got that nice digital uh, gauge gauge for the compressor and pumped it more in and. <laughs> I think when I left it out here, when it was like 12 below, I think I lost another three pounds just in a matter of hours.
0: Yeah, but next week when it warms up, yes. it'll go back up. <laughs> it'll go back up again. That's right. That's the good news. Yeah.
2: All right. Let's uh, put you to work here, Dan. Folks are on the line. We have texters as well. There's a line open if you want to call it, 651-989-9226. Let's see who's first here. Barry is calling from Egan with a question. Barry, you're on CCO with Dan.
3: Hi. Um, I have a 2011 Kia Sorento with a V6 engine. It's got 97,000 miles on it, and a little bit ago, uh, when I needed an oil change, I took it into my local repair shop that I've been going to for over 20 years, and I told them uh, when I start the car, there's kind of a rattling noise that lasts for five or six seconds only when the car's cold. When the car is warmed up and I start it, that doesn't happen. And he looked at it a little bit, and he says, you know, you're still under warranty. I bought a 100,000-mile extended warranty. You might want to take it to the dealer and and let them check it out. So I went to the – and he said he thought it was a heat shield. Took it to the dealer, um, and uh, they put in a new, um, I think, uh, intake manifold and a new vacuum control module that was part of the intake manifold, uh, they said that's what they thought it was. They hooked it up to the computer, and they said there were those codes. They fixed all that. It was fairly expensive. Um, go to pick the car up, and I still got the same rattle. Uh, I took it back to them, and they said, well, it sounds like it's the timing chain when it's cold. It's picking up the slack from the timing chain. Does any of that all make sense?
0: Well, I my first thought when you were talking was that it was the heat shield, and uh, that's easy to check if you just take a rubber hammer and tap on the exhaust while it's up on the hoist, you'll hear it. I mean, you can make it rattle. And it's very common for a heat shield to only rattle under certain temperature conditions. So the fact that it uh, doesn't do it when it warms up a little bit doesn't surprise me. Now, that being said, uh, there could be a rattle coming from the timing chain area, too. But I guess if I was you, I probably would... uh, Ask for a third opinion. Yeah, you're probably going to have to leave it at a shop overnight for them to actually hear the rattle. Um, you know, if if you if 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 you want to be sure to get zeroed in on it this time, in fact, maybe I'd go back to my first shop, the people that thought it was a heat shield, and leave it for them overnight and let them hear it. And because okay. I mean, if you dropped it off during the day, they probably didn't get a chance to really hear it. Uh, but let them hear it, and a, you know, a professional will hear the. I can tell the difference between a timing chain and a heat shield, so I think if you have a professional listen to it, uh, they'll get to the bottom of it.
2: Okay, kind of frustrating for everybody. Yeah,
0: it is. Yeah. yeah.
2: Good luck, Barry. Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. Brian is calling from North Branch with a question. Hi, Brian.
4: Morning, gentlemen. Morning. I have got actually, I've I've owned now three GM vehicles with the forty two hundred inline-six engine. The first one lasted 300,000 miles, and the transmission went out of it, but the two I have now, I have an 04 and an 05. The 05 I just purchased with just over 100,000 miles on it, and it runs great. The 04, the issues I'm having are I did change the transmission oil and filter, had a shop do that, and that mo- that vehicle there, the Uh, transmission, when you start it up, when it's cold, it takes a while for it to build oil pressure up so you can put it in reverse. And also with that motor, the intake plenum or the intake before the throttle body will build up moisture where none of the other vehicles ever did that.
2: And your question is,
4: so the question is, is what's causing the excess moisture before the throttle body and why isn't the transmission going in into reverse right away where the other envoy, it goes into reverse <laughs> right away?
0: Well, that's uh, the f- funny thing is with you having all three of the same vehicle or virtually the same yeah. vehicle, it kind of makes you an expert on the differences between them. And uh, that's interesting. The moisture, of course, is I-, I don't know where it's coming from. It's condensation for sure so for for some reason uh that intake is getting is cooler than the other ones and and for that reason it, the condensation is happening or or warmer i i suppose it might be warmer that it's getting some condensation on it but at any rate i don't i don't think that's probably got much to do with with anything I think i'd probably forget about that but the uh but the shifting problem uh you're getting a warning signal uh there's um when it's cold, there's a seal that is bypassing. In other words, it's, it's supposed to be sealed solidly. It's not, pressure's not building up quickly enough uh, for the transmission to actually shift, and that's why it's taking a little bit longer. So uh, cars can do that forever. Uh, you know, it, it, it might not be a significant problem at all, but the truth is it's, uh, it's a problem.
2: And it's a signal, like you said. It's
0: a signal. I don't know that uh, that I would do anything about it. I, you know, I wouldn't go replace the transmission today right. for that for that purpose. But but uh, if you're deeply concerned about it, it's it's a warning signal that that something is not working right, uh, and it might get worse.
2: All right, Dan, hang on. Thank you. Very good, Brian. Good luck with that.
1: Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it.
2: And good morning. Welcome back to this portion of CCO's Car Care Show. Danny Long here with Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive. For those new to the show and maybe new to Lloyd's, where are you guys located?
0: We are at 982 Grand Avenue, which is right between Lexington and Victoria in St. Paul, where there's a lot going on right now. Oh, here. Yeah. Building the ice castle. And That's the, right. The, yeah, there's a lot. it's going to be exciting with all the festivities around the Super Bowl.
2: Indeed. Uh, yeah. A lot of buzz. But That's anyway,
0: we're at 982 Grand Avenue. We'll be there this morning. Uh, you can find us on the web at lloydsautomotive.net, L-L-O-Y-D-S, lloydsautomotive.net, or give us a call, 651-228-1316.
2: Excellent. Dan, I want to pick up on a couple of phone calls because uh, folks have been waiting, and then we're going to tackle some text messages, so... Uh, Fear not. Here we go. Who has been waiting? It would be Tom calling from Minnetonk. Good morning, Tom.
4: Hello. I've got a 2016 Nissan Rogue. Uh, I took it to the dealer. What's going on, it's running really rich in this cold weather, and it's blowing white smoke out the back and misfiring. And I took it to my local BP station, which are great mechanics, and they couldn't figure it out. So I took it to the Nissan dealer. Um, and they replaced the purge valve and the charcoal canister, and it ran great for about two weeks. <laughs> so now it's doing it again. And this dealer, like a lot of them, they don't guarantee their work. They say, well, it must be something else. Yeah. So I'm wondering if you have any idea what, what, what it could be.
0: I'm not sure it's something else. I think it might be something more.
4: Uh, mm-hmm.
0: It sounds It sounds right if it was running rich and misfiring cold that... uh mm-hmm that the system is actually flooding it, itself uh as the car sits if they put a new purge can or a purge valve and and a charcoal canister on it the they they got rid of the contaminated charcoal canister which might be causing your trouble and by replacing that it worked well for a while until it got flooded again and and now that perhaps it's contaminated again the, the evaporative system, which is what they're working on, is complicated. There's lots of valves and lots of things that need to happen in the right order, in order to keep fuel to, fuel from rushing into the charcoal canister and, and allowing the charcoal canister to do its job. Um, if those valves aren't all working right, which the purge valve is one of, uh, but there's also there's also several more that go that go along with that. So I think what I would do is take it back and and uh, have them make an, another run at it. If you tell them that story that I just told you, uh, they might, they might, that might turn the light on for them and say, uh, yeah, you know, I think, I think we need one more little check valve. Uh, and that charcoal canister, if it's flooded again, should certainly be under warranty. They should take care of that for you. Okay. I hope so. Yeah.
2: All right, All right Tom. Thank you. Thank you, Tom. Good luck with that. Uh, let's see. Rod is calling from Bloomington with a question. Rod, Dan's listening
4: sir. My son called me up last night. The main wire coming from his alternator. The insulation's been melted off. I'm not sure if he replaced the battery or the alternator recently, but, um, what could be the reason for the wire melting if you just replace either the alternator or
3: battery? battery. Yeah.
0: Well, something shorted for sure. The, uh, the reason that a positive wire would get hot is because there's high resistance, and high resistance would be caused if that positive wire is touching uh, a ground. And so first thing I would do is, is check that wire from the alternator all the way over to the battery um, or perhaps even run a new one. Uh, it's probably melted and ruined anyway. Hmm. But, uh, rip it and run that big wire from the alternator. And, and that big wire certainly goes... In the direction of the battery, it it you know it it eventually will end up at the battery. It might go through a connection or a box somewhere, but at any rate, uh, find where that wire that big wire goes and replace it. And along the way, or you know, inspect it. And along the way, you'll probably find a either a bad connection or a uh, place where it's rubbed through and actually touched touch uh, touch the ground somewhere. Okay.
2: Yeah. All right, at least you have something to go on there, right? And I
0: sh- I should say by ground, I mean any metal on the on the engine block right. or body. Any mo- any metal would uh, cause is 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 a ground of the of the auto.
2: Okay, good point, good clarification. Uh, here's a uh, 2000 Taurus, uh, this is the text. The blower fan stopped working. Fuse is fine. What steps to follow to determine the issue?
0: Uh, well, start at the motor. And go backwards. You'll on the Taurus. You'll find that the that that you know there's one wire going to the or one positive wire going to the blower motor. Uh, see if you have power there. Good chance you might. And in fact, when you're there, take a small hammer and tap on the blower motor. Ah. Sometimes that's uh, <laughs> kind of I'm embarrassed to say that sometimes, but it's true. If you just tap on it, we do it often. It has worked. If you tap on it a little bit, it comes back to life, and and that takes care of it. But at any rate, start there. Check for power. If you, have, if you do not have power there, then you need to take the wire back further, which is probably to the a blower motor relay, which is right there by the uh, blower motor. Oh, and if okay. that's not it, then you have to head back towards the switches and you know the, in, the, in the dash, and that gets a little more complicated. You always
2: like the, that electronic stuff. Don't well, you? I know how to do it. I've yeah. been doing it a long time. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Hang on, Dan. We need to take about the hour break. There's more show to come. Keep in mind, though, Dan's only going to be here for about another oh, 12, 14 minutes or so. So if you uh, have a, we have callers on the line, we have textures, we have plenty of work to do. So don't go away.
1: Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it.
2: Good morning. Welcome back to this portion of CCO's Car Care Show. Denny Long here with Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive. Uh, Dan, we have uh, callers and texters. Let's do this. Let's pick up on the callers and then let's uh, grab a bunch of text messages. Tom in Clearwater has uh, been waiting. Thank you, Tom. What's your question?
4: Yeah, good morning. Thanks for taking my call. I, I got a question on tires here. I'm reading an article out of Ski Magazine, and there's a tire like a Toyo Celsius and a Nokian WRG3, which is kind of listed as a cross between a snow tire and a regular all-season tire. They say they grip a lot better in the snow and ice, and you can leave them on all year. Have you had any experience with these guys?
0: I, I have not, but when you told me you were reading Ski Magazine, I knew you were going to talk about snow tires <laughs> 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 or, or something. It's a giveaway. Yeah, it's a giveaway. But uh, no, I'm not surprised by that though, and I uh, would be inclined—I would do some more research if I was you. But I would be inclined to believe that because you know that's one of the one of the kickers about the snow tires is it's a hassle to have to switch them spring and fall, and it. You know, for several reasons, it, there's a cost involved, and and secondly, you got to store them somewhere, which is kind of a drag. So if you could, if you could get one that, you know, back in the day when radial tires first came out, they they build it as a all season radial, which is, you know, it it kind of was, and and it's true, um, but then snow tires came along and and made winter driving way better on a snow tire. And so they probably have formulated a new strategy and, and compound that uh, will serve as both. And if that's true, I would uh, I would be interested in that because uh, I don't switch my tires to snow tires in the winter just because I don't want to have to store them somewhere.
2: And uh, Tom uh, has mentioned a couple of big names yeah. as far as tire I, make well, manufacturers.
0: Yeah, you know, uh, uh, Blizzak, of course, it was the kind of the first one in the mm. game. Uh, with the snow tire, and, and they're still great. I mean, they're unbelievable, the difference between summer and, and winter tires in the wintertime. But, yeah, no, if they could if they could get one that does both, that'd be great. Sure.
2: All right. Thanks, Tom. We'll check on that. Anthony's calling from Prior Lake, then we'll grab some text messages. Anthony, you're on with Dan.
3: Okay. Dan, good morning. Thank you for taking the call. Mm-hmm. Um, yesterday morning at about 7 o'clock, I had a tow truck come out to my home and he started uh, my car because it wouldn't start, and the guy told me to have it to run it for 20 minutes, and I did that. And about noon, I started the car again, and it was fine. Well, so this morning at uh, 5 a.m., I tried to start the car with a remote control, and it would not start. So my question to you, Dan, do you think it's the alternator that's bad, or is it the battery that's bad?
0: I think it. Well, you don't know there. When we do an electrical system check, we check three or four things we uh, test we charge the battery and test the battery and and, and you know that that 's a good test. I can tell you if your battery is good or not. Uh, we test the alternator i don 't think that you have an alternator problem because of the fact that after you let it run for twenty minutes, it started yesterday afternoon, so that means the the alternator at least was charging yesterday morning um, and then you need to check and be sure well, you need to check the starter and be sure see how many amps the starter's drawing, and <clears throat> then you need to then you need to check and be sure that the uh that everything is shutting off the way that it is supposed to. We call that a parasitic draw, and uh especially in this cold weather uh relays and things like that have a tendency to get stuck um and so Sometimes, you know, you turn the car off, park it, you think everything is turned off, and and something actually does not go into the sleep mode like it's supposed to. And that'll make the battery go dead. So to answer your question, uh, I don't know which of those four things is causing the problem, but if you took it into your shop, they'll check it, and it's actually an easy uh, check for a professional They'll check all those things, and you should have all of them checked. Yeah. Uh, but if I had to guess, I would say that your battery has failed. All right. So I think that oftentimes if the battery goes dead when it's this cold, it freezes, and that wrecks the battery. So uh, if you just want to throw the dice, I'd put a new battery in it, and there's a good chance that'll take care that of it for you. It.
2: Yeah. Good luck, Anthony. Thanks for the call. Uh, I promised our listeners, Dan, I would get more text messages and I pr- just printed those out. So when next week when we do the show great. again, let's start with those. That sounds good. But great. in the meantime, here's one. When I start my car, I smell the fuel exhaust inside my car for a little while. What causes that?
0: That's bad. Don't, you Don't need to take that. that in. First of all, it's pr- they didn't say what kind of car it is. No. It's probably a Subaru <laughs> because that's really common. On oh, those. is it really? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, they, the, the, the clamps that they use uh, over many years, uh, they're great clamps. But over many years, the rubber hose that they're clamping against have a tendency to shrink a little bit. And when they do, those clamps end up a little bit loose. And when they're a little bit loose, when it gets really cold, they will seep ever so little bit of gas. And uh, a little bit of gas, as you know, smells. If you've ever spilled two drops in your garage, it smells in the whole house. (laughs) But but at any rate, if you just... uh, uh, Check it when it's cold. If you just take a flashlight and look under the hood, you'll actually see the, just a little bit of wetness around the clamp. Tighten those up, and uh-huh. you'll be good as new. It's oh, a real, real simple fix. You can do it yourself.
2: One more text, Dan, and I think we've got to let you go. My wife has a 2015 Chrysler 200. Recently, the remote starter stopped working. She thought it might be a weak battery, so she tried the backup key. It also didn't work. The dealer cannot figure out what is wrong. Any suggestions? She must, it must mean the fob.
0: Yeah, well... Somebody, well, if it's an original equipment, a remote start, the dealer absolutely should be able to figure out what's wrong. Oh, okay, but, but if it's an aftermarket, if it's an aftermarket one, then perhaps nobody will be able to figure out what's wrong, and that's one of the problems with the aftermarket ones. Is I don't have any information on it, and so in the informa- and they change quickly, and the sh- you know wherever you had it installed. They lose the information on it, and so five years later, nobody knows anything about them. So stick with the, the so, factory Well, installer. But if it's an aftermarket one, uh, probably the best thing you could do is just have it replaced again. Oh, okay. And, and uh, they're not that expensive, and that'll take care of it for you.
2: How do we get in touch with you guys at Lloyd's? Come on over. We're at
0: 982 Grand Avenue in St. Paul. You can find us on the web at Lloyd's Automotive, L-L-O-Y-D-S, Lloyds net, or give us a call, 651 228 one, three, one, six.
2: And again, our listeners, will start off with your text messages we did not get to that just came in the last half
1: hour so, okay? Sounds great. All right.
2: Thank you, Dan. Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive.
1: <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too.